service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available, so book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes Motability and Fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! It's full steam ahead on the full-back front at Rangers with a talk of a €6 million Euro bid for Besiktas left-back Reid van Yilmaz and a new five-year deal for right-back and captain James Tavernier. Rob McLean with Craig Moore on the Go Radio Football Show. We're going to hear from the Celtic gaffer Ange Postacoglu in the next hour. He was on the other side of the dinner table last night, Craig. Did he pay? Yes. Did he pay? That's the big question. You know what? He actually did. Um, ah, look, it was great to see him. Uh, and I like to do this at the start of the season because I know how busy uh, things get throughout the season. So look, the first time I've caught up with him in a long, long time. Great to see him. Um, he's enjoying pre-season and looking forward to, to another season. Did he notice that you were recording the entire conversation <laughs> to broadcast tonight? Uh, no, like I said, it was it was good. Like I said, because there's a lot of lot of things to chat about. Uh, football-wise, you know, a lot of Australians also, Rob, mm. uh, continuing to... To come into the country, uh, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of pressure now on the Aussies to continue to, I guess, to perform because there are a lot of clubs uh, here in Scotland looking at the the A League. Yeah, absolutely, and the better they do, uh, the more of them will arrive. You would imagine a couple of significant moves we mentioned there right at the top of the yeah. show, Craig uh, Yilmaz, the Turkish uh, 21-year-old left back. Mm. Um, and a new five-year deal potentially for James Tavernier. Um, he's going to spend his whole career at Rangers, isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, that uh, that would certainly look to to be the case. And um, I think Rangers fans um, and also uh, James Tavernier will be absolutely delighted with that. Uh, I think his contribution uh, to the club in the, the seven years that he's already been there has been fantastic. Um, he's grown into to the role as a captain and, and done a wonderful job. So, yeah, that, that's good business. Um, Yilmaz... 21-year-old, potentially mm. £6 million. It's big money. Mm-hmm. That's big money uh, for, for a fullback. I mean, I know that Rangers um, uh, have got a lot of money coming in for the, for the Bassey deal and, and he deserved that. Um, and it was a too good a deal to knock back. But £6 million, 21-year-old um, Yilmaz from, from Besiktas. Um, that's an interesting one, whether or not that goes through and, and is finalised. Um that's a younger player that, that certainly there is some resale value. I think a 20% sell-on clause in that deal that's been spoken about as well. Yeah, and look, Gamey, you look at the success stories of players that have gone both at Rangers and Celtic in, in recent seasons, Aberdeen also with, with Ramsey. It's like mm. you get the player at the right age and they get that, that first-team experience and they continue their development. There's a lot of money at the other end of that for clubs. If you want to join the football chat, you know the number 0808 17 17 700. We're going to be talking about Hibs out of the League Cup already. It is a shambles, isn't it? Uh, Rocky Bushiri played the other night, shouldn't have done because he was suspended. Uh, but maybe that's a handy smokescreen for them at the moment because I don't think they were going through to the knockout stages 
anyway, having lost at Falkirk and they lost on penalties the other night to Morton. But that now is a 3-0 win for Morton. That's how it's recorded. Uh, they ain't going through to the knockout stages either. Is Motherwell's European campaign going any further? I wonder, lost last night in the uh, Europa Conference League, second qualifying round, beaten at Fir Park by Sligo Rovers. And Stephen Reside was there. Hi, Stephen. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Um, was that pretty miserable last night? Miserable is one word for that. I could think of another few words that I can't say on the radio. No, exactly. But, uh, uh, but uh, the worrying thing for me is the manager comes out at the end of the game saying that we did enough to win the game. He said before the game that he was happy with the firepower that we had in our team. Well, we looked pretty, pretty toothless last night. And I said before the game that we needed another striker in the door. Um, just because I know Van Dien won't be fit enough to go for a full season he's quite injury prone and I think that's evident again last night I think we need, we need um, more up front and certainly need another centre back as well because there was a lot of times last season where we get done with balls over the top and made silly mistakes and yet again another mistake last night we to the goal so if the manager thinks that we're anywhere near complete with our squad then he's very mistaken three wins in 22 in the year 2022 and there's a lot of room for improvement within our squad How good were Sligo Rovers Stephen to give us some sort of perspective? Well they actually looked like they had a game plan um, they moved the ball really well they obviously know, knew that they could get in behind their defence and that is something that they could exploit they did that on a few occasions um, we're probably going into the second leg of this tie Lucky to just be at 1-0. Um, they had a good couple of chances. Uh, one ahead of the back post in the second half and there was one where the striker was through and goal. Um, one-on-one, but just couldn't get the shot away. And then they had a shout for the penalty as well. So we're really lucky to be going into this game 1-0. They look as if they have a game plan. And yet again, Mother will look as if they're just a team that play the ball in areas and hope that there's a player there rather than any other real game plan going forward that seems to be lump the ball and play off second balls and when you're not winning the second balls it looks amateurish Stephen you touch on a disappointing start I mean especially at home uh, these are kind of games where you need to I guess get your um, your heads in front and to then go and clo- close the deal a couple of new players obviously uh, with with Paul McGinn and Blair Spittle how, how did they look on the night? Well, Spittle, uh, he didn't really set the world with the light for me last night. Paul McGinn looked very good. Um, I think he made, uh, he didn't make many mistakes defensively and he looked as if he did drive the ball forward quite well as well. Um, so, yeah, um, McGinn will be a good signing for us. Morris, there was times when he moved the ball a little bit too slowly for me. But uh, again, there was glimpses at a good, couple of good crosses here and there and he did have a couple of half chances. So hopefully he can come on again, but it was a bit of a 50-50 performance for him. But um, I think it's quite difficult to judge new signings so early. Um, But I do think we definitely need them more. Just looking at the team, Stephen, uh, Kelly, Mugabe, Morris, Lamy, McGinn, Slattery, Van Veen, Carroll, Maguire, Spittle, Shields, that was the the starting 11. Um, Is there a lot to come in to add to that, to improve that, do you think, in terms of looking at the squad at the moment? Well, we've only got five recognised forwards. Um, if you look at our squad breakdown on the website, and one of them is Young Mahon, who has been brought in as a youngster in January, who hasn't kicked them all. So, um, 
I, I really think last night was going from me was the fact that Ross Tierney never started. I mean, mm-hmm. he's somebody that showed glances towards the end of last season. He's one of the only players on the team that can carry the ball from midfield. That is, when he gets it in midfield, because he likes to play long. But he's capable of carrying the ball, capable of creating something, making something happen in that. For the large period of the game is what was missing last night. Do you so, see... So do you, maybe, maybe yeah, sorry. Could start, maybe he could start next week, because he has played in Ireland as well. Yeah, that's right. I mean, do you, do you have confidence that this can be turned over next week? Absolutely not. Right. I will go there and hope, mm-hmm. but I, I don't have any confidence because I have seen nothing from this manager's tactics and this team in 2022 to give me any confidence. I think the fact that we qualified for Europe, it didn't just paper over cracks, it papered over chasms, is what it did. Right. We got we got, our, we got our last minute goal against Livingston, mm-hmm. which really, really, I think, saved Graham Alexander's job at that point and then we just did enough to to make fifth but I don't even think it was a case of us doing enough really I think it was a case of other teams running about us not doing enough to the rest of the season So do you want rid of them? I, I can't say that at this moment because we're only one game into the season so I'm not going to sit here and scream Alexander out but if this form continues into the start of the season then it has to go because if it, if it continues this way, as I had started in 2022, we will be strong, strong candidates for relegation this season. It seemed as if opinion, was, Craig, was, was sort of roller coaster uh, at Motherwell about, about uh, Graham Alexander. Uh, it's difficult to oppose him when he qualifies for Europe. I mean, that, yeah. that's, if Motherwell do that, then that, that's got to be a success, hasn't it? But, yeah. but over the course of the season, there were spells... Um, there have been spells in his time in charge where where the fans just haven't been having him, like yeah. a bit like Stephen's talking about there. Yeah, yeah. No, I think look, the, the the difficult thing for for the supporters is, of course, they want to see their teams be competitive. Um, and you know, Motherwell finished um, not unbelievably well, scraped their way into the top six. Um, as Stephen touched on there, I think a late late equaliser. Um, they are a very direct kind of physical. St- style of play, um, whether or not that's um, you know to the best ability of the of the current group, um, or, you know clearly that's a, a style that they play. Um, it can be tough to watch at times, Stephen. Yeah, because there's a lot of the games you yeah. find where it's, a, it's it's a real, it's just a real battle, isn't it? It's a real arm wrestle. So it's, it's probably not amazing on the eye. Um, but Graham Alexander will be looking to to, to try and improve. Um, that's what signings and freshening things up is all about. I agree in terms of top end. I still think that Motherwell have never been able to replace Tony Watt so far. Mm. Um, and, and and that type of player up there with a Van Veen who on his day is very, very good. But it needs somebody else that can really share that load. Do you agree with that, Stephen? Absolutely. I mean, you said that Ori was qualified for Europe and Graham Alexander can do it out with penalties. We were the top uh, fourth top goal scorers in the division last season. Mm-hmm. That's okay about that those stats and saying we qualify for Europe. But what everybody's missing is the fact that we lost twenty one in January. Yes. We won three games since then. We haven't replaced them and we don't look like replacing them. So there's a glaring, glaring hole in that side. And it's worrying to me that the manager saying he's happy with the firepower 
and again saying he's happy with that performance last night because I'm sure you guys watched the game. I thought Sligo Rovers were the better team last night. I wonder if last night might be a trigger to get back into the transfer market. It might just be a reality check about what Mother will have and, and don't have, Stephen. It has to be. It has to be because everybody will have a football brain can see it. So surely the guy employed by the football club can. Surely. I think that, I think that what, what, what at times happens, Stephen, is when majority of people see the game play out in a certain way uh, and you're saying like you know 1-0 it's maybe lucky to be 1-0 and then obviously the, the the comments after the matches you know kind of doesn't really reflect what you've seen and, and I think that's when the real frustration kicks in um, you know sometimes I think it's better off just to, you know, being brutally honest saying that it wasn't anywhere near uh, the level that is required uh, at Motherwell they're disappointed with the result and I think fans can kind of appreciate maybe that tact a little bit more yeah, yeah, and listen, I would love nothing more than to be proven wrong here. But again, you want honesty from a manager. You want a manager to see what you've seen. And I can guarantee you that 7,000 Mullow fans in that stadium, I don't know what some of them came from, mind you, because we only usually get three and a half thousand every week, but a four thousand. But I can guarantee you that the majority of folk in that stadium seen the same last night, that that wasn't good enough. Stephen, good to have you on the show. Thanks a lot. Take care of yourself and we'll Thank talk you. to you soon. Cheers, Stephen. Cheers. All the best. That's Stephen Reside, who uh, is not too happy already uh, this season with what he is watching. Um, and if you got off to a bad start, and quite a few uh, significant uh, clubs have got off to a pretty bad start in Scotland, the likes of St. Johnson and St. Mirren and Hibs, of course. We'll talk about them um, in the course of the show uh, as well. Uh, but we're going to hear from uh, from Ange Postacoglu in a moment, uh, not live at the dinner table last night, but uh, from a, an interview that he's done during the day. Uh, just looking at, we're constantly trying to update with uh, what Rangers and Celtic have and haven't done. Uh, obviously, Rangers, Goldson, Davis, McGregor, Arfield were uh, already there mm-hmm. and they've had their de- deals extended, three of them just by a year. Goldson, of course, signed a four-year. Uh, ben Davis from Liverpool, Rabbi Matondo, Antonio Cholak, Tom Lawrence, John Suter was uh, signed on a pre-contract from Hearts. Uh, Malik Tillman is on loan from Bayern. Uh, that's essentially Rangers at the moment. Celtic, uh, Jota, Carter Vickers and Maida, both of their loans turned into permanent. Alexandro, Alexandro Bernabe, the Argentinian left back, is a new arrival. Aaron Moy, of course, we'll talk to Craig about him in the show, the Australian international midfielder. Benji Segrist is goalkeeping competition for Joe Hart. Moritz Jens um, is a German uh, 23-year-old central defender on loan from Lorient in France. Let's hear from the manager then about uh, recent recruitment. Here he is. Ultimately, the recruiting is about making us stronger. You know, we've got to be stronger than last year. We've got to improve. <clears throat> you know, we want to sort of make sure that you know the, the league is still our focus. We want to be able to to defend our title, and to do that, I think we have to be stronger. And that's where our recruiting has sort of been focused on just the gaps we had from last year try and fill those gaps and and, and in general just you know make the, the squad a little bit more robust than we were last year that's an interesting phrase isn't it more robust yeah well look I think the you know both the business so far of Rangers and Celtic has um, has been exciting um, you know I, I think both 
understand that you, you, you can't afford to, to stand still. I mean, Andrew said it there in terms of you know, to, to be able to go and win uh, a title uh, and be the, the, the hunter, I guess, this season, you need to continue to improve. Rangers are looking to do the, the, the same thing. Uh, it's exciting, Rob. Seen mm. a lot of a lot of good talent, uh, and 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 again, go back. This is the benefit of of doing well in Europe, Champions League football, uh, playing at the highest level because it brings a lot of money into the game. Good sales at the right time of players, because then it gets it gets reinvested, and, and I think that that's great because it continues to 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 raise the bar. Um, you know, hearts have gone about their business. Everybody's looking to improve. I'm I'm really excited about this season with the, the amount of talent that's coming from both sides. Get your thoughts on Aaron Moy, the brief spell at St Mirren, yeah. of course, in Scottish football earlier on. I think he's got a Scottish wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been back here for a while. Um, I read today that he's been training in a public park, keeping himself uh, sharp, yeah. and uh, the deal has been done uh, with Celtic. Um, and he was asked... Uh, at the media conference how it was to be face to face again with Ange Postacoglu he's still intimidating yeah uh, I've uh, <laughs> yeah he just has that aura about him so um, yeah um, I don't know what to say he's he's done he's done an amazing job so far at Celtic and I'm sure he will continue to do well and that's a 31-year-old midfield player. Bags of experience, been around the block a few times, and he's still a little bit scared um, when he's in the company of the manager. Yeah, and also I think in in, in front of the media, as yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's not fantastic in front of the media. He's he's quite he's quite reserved. But I tell you what, he's he's a fantastic player. And you touch on experience, Rob. I think that's that's key as to to why Aaron has ended up at Celtic. Uh, I think it's it's really good business. Um, know the player extremely well. He's played at the highest level. His ability um, to get about the park, his range of passing, his delivery, um, he's a really, really good player. Um, and it was one that I, I will be honest and say I did try to, to, to push the Rangers first right. um, because, uh, you know, I, I felt that, again, the quality of the player, um, you know, maybe with the positions that were being filled at Rangers, slightly older, that it didn't really make a lot of sense. But for Celtic, it does. And knows a player like, like I said, extremely well. He's a good addition. He's a very, very good player. Um, settling in, no problem. He's been here for the last four or five months. Mm. Yeah, and and yet again, um, with a lot of Ange Postecoglou signings, he knows exactly what he's getting. Uh, and this is somebody who can hit the ground running, like most of the new arrivals in the last twelve months have done. Really important, isn't it? Signings that that, that not only that you get them right, but it happens quickly. You know, you do need to hit the ground running at the big clubs because there is so much expectation and more importantly, the big games, you don't build into them. They're now. They're, they're, they're the next game, the next game, the next game. So, look, Aaron, he, he'll he'll go about his business. Like I said, he's a quiet lad, um, but he's played at a, at a top, top level. He went into the World Cup qualifiers for Australia uh, against the UAE and Peru on the back of no football and, and he played 120 minutes against Peru. He, he's just a top professional, looks after himself, um, and he is real, real quality. Craig Moore and Rob McLean talking football. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Cheers, Chris. Another update on the traffic and the travel in about... 20 minutes time, going to speak about James Tavernier in a moment, the prospect of uh, an extended deal and maybe a deal to finish his uh, football days 
uh, at Ibrox as well. But just finishing what we were talking about uh, pre-break and travel there, Aaron Moy, um, you're pretty uh, confident he's going to make a good impact at, at Celtic, uh, Craig. And, mm-hmm. and he's got English Premier League experience. I mean, we've seen how comfortable he's been in that league. So yeah. you would imagine he, he's going to offer, even at the age of 31, I mean, some people will look at the age, yeah. um, but but he's ready to ready to go. Yeah. I look, there's a reason why uh, Aaron Moy has not got to the very, very top. And why I say, I say that, he's played in the Premier League. I'm talking about top, top Premier League clubs. Is only because he would lack that that speed. But mm-hmm. Rob, he can run all day. He can mm-hmm. repeat efforts physically, aerobically. He he's incredible. Uh, for me, um, he's he's always had that side. His range of passing um, and his delivery spot on. Uh, he comes up with important moments, he's, and he's got experience. So he's played at a high level, and and that's what you kind of need, I think, to to do well. Um, at the big clubs, so he he'll be no problem at all, and he'll hit the ground running. Um, so he's a very, very good signing. Just one more from Aaron Moy, Aaron Moy talking about his new manager and his old manager at international level before we talk Rangers, not just James Tavernier, but also, well, Reid van Yilmaz. That deal sounds as if it's pretty close to being completed. And also an Italian striker on Rangers radar at Wolves, Patrick Cotroni. Let's talk about him in a minute, but here's Aaron Moyer on Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, hopefully um, it's a it's a great time. Uh, the manager I obviously know from the national team for a few years. Um, he likes to play good football, play on the deck, quick, quick triangle uh, patterns, and I enjoyed it a lot when I was working with him in the national team. So it obviously makes it a little bit easier for me, uh, the transition, because I know sort of what he likes so hopefully it all works out for for me and for everyone like you say he'll do his talking on the pitch I think Aaron Moy won't he <laughs> yeah no he's, he's, he certainly doesn't love the, the media side of things um, but like I says I mean it's not, it's not for everybody Rob no. in terms of the way that they come across he does it because he knows that it is part of the game but he's certainly a lot happier out, out in that football field there's no doubt about that the Celtic fans won't really care uh, what he's like in front of a microphone or a camera uh, as long as he delivers on the pitch uh, and every chance he will. Ange Postacoglu hasn't got too much wrong in recent times. Uh, Rangers about to deal in James Tavernier, it seems. Uh, an extension to his arrangement uh, and at the age of 30, you would think uh, an extended deal will mean he will be at Rangers for life and I don't think anyone... Uh, among the Rangers fans will be complaining about that. He's grown and grown as a player yeah. and as a leader uh, as well. And that's uh, that's good news for your old club, Craig. Yeah, I think so. Look, and, and no doubt within that extension, uh, you know, you'll find a, a testimonial in there somewhere that, that will be thoroughly deserved. Um, you know, it's not it's not often now you see players, uh, you know, at a club for 10 years plus, mm. which is basically what, it, you know, he'd be up to 12 years um, at, at Rangers and, you touched on it, Rob. I think it's the, the way that at the timing that he came in, obviously the club was was still striving and then looking to improve. He's been part of that journey. Um, I think as a captain, he's done a fantastic job. Um, he's managed to, to lift a title now. But his numbers, his numbers are, you know, season in, season out, are just incredible. They really are. Goal, yeah. Goals, assists, and, and he knocks them out regular. So I think those type of characters, especially a captain, if you can keep them at your club, it just gives you a great platform in terms of the new players that are always coming in. You've, you know, you've, you've got that person that can drive that culture. I'm not sure he's a shouter and a screamer as a captain, but he's a standard setter. For sure. And, and I actually think that over 
Uh, certainly the, the last 12 months that we have seen vocally that he is a little bit more. Um, than he was, yeah. Yeah, he is a little bit more willing to to, to have, a, have, you know, I'm saying encourage or, or try to motivate players. So, again, that comes with age, doesn't it? Um, you know, and you can see that he's, you know, he's, he's really grown into the role very, very well. Um, like I said, his numbers are incredible. People can say that, yeah, defensively he's not great. Well, the truth of the matter is that Rangers majority of the time domestically are attacking. And I'll tell you what, he goes all right at that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. In the, in the European stuff, the way that the game has, has been played, he's shown that he's more than capable at, at that level and to do a great job there as well. So he, he's been fantastic for me. He's always been a great penalty taker, free kick taker as well. Penalties, yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, a, a lot of his goals have come from set pieces, but yeah. I think increasingly, uh, his goals are coming from open play as well. Yeah. The the timing of those runs into the far post. I mean, that that's an area in which he has improved big time. Yeah, well, I mean, we've seen so many times, uh, probably under Steven Gerrard, in terms of you know uh, furthest forward in 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 that that wide area, a, a lot of the time, you know, balls getting crossed from a left fullback and Tavernier as a right fullback getting that changed slightly under under Giovanni. But then again, um, you know, they were given that license to get forward, and he, he's great at that, isn't he? I mean, not only as you touch on free kicks, penalties, where he's he's been clinical. He can score. He can shoot from the outside of the box. Um, you know, he, he can cut in and do things with his left foot if need be. Just a top player. Mm. Very much aware of uh, what Borna Barasic has been doing down the left side. How many times in in recent seasons have we seen that the the ball curled in by uh, by the left back and the right back is in on the end of it to to score? Uh, how long Barisic stays at Rangers? I'm not sure. He's still there at the moment. Uh, there seems to be constant speculation about him that he's that he's going to move on. He's he's still there, and at the moment they need him um, with the departure of uh, Calvin Bassi. I'm not sure yeah. we've spoken on air uh, since that deal mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. done. The yeah. best part of 20 million with maybe three of uh, add-ons. Yep. That's uh, that's big money from from Ajax who tend to produce their own players. Yeah, I mean. Uh... Ajax, the, the, the business model is incredible. You don't normally see them going and spending this type of money, um, but they do. Um, and, and Rangers couldn't say no to this. Basi, the growth and the improvement uh, in the last six to 12 months has, mm-hmm. has been incredible. It really has. But I mean, Ajax still feel as if there's improvement there, um, you know, playing European football. And they, they know that, Rob, within three years, they'll sell him for 50, 60 million to the Premiership. Mm. So it's good business for them. Um, you know, you touched on Borna Barisic, um, who who did, by all accounts, do extremely well in the game against West Ham. It's a, it's another opportunity for for him. And let's not forget, he's he has taken a little bit of flack and probably at times lost his confidence. Mm-hmm. But he still is a Croatian international player. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you're no mug if you're playing for for the national team of Croatia. So. You know, Rangers will look to strengthen in that area, but you know, I think it's important that that Barisic and he has the ability to to really buckle down there and and, and make that position his own again. We spoke about uh, Reid Van Yilmaz right at the yep. top of the show, the Besiktas, twenty-one-year-old left back, uh, six million euros mm-hmm. uh, with a twenty percent sell-on clause is what's being spoken about at the moment. You don't you don't tend to get those sort of details uh, unless a deal is pretty close to being done. So yep. um, that. You know, if you're going to pay that sort of money, mm-hmm. he is going to be playing. You know, whether yeah. w- will Giovanni go with a back four next season? Will will he will he go with a with a three to to accommodate to John Suter, Goldson, Ben Davis? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, look, I think what what Giovanni showed us 
last season in particular in, in Europe, Rob, is that he's brave enough to uh, tactically make changes. Um, you know, I think it was more John Lundstrom, wasn't it, last year when mm. into that hybrid kind of role where yep. he popped in as a as a third centre def- uh, defender. And then when he when he felt as if he needed the overload in the middle of the park, he'd, he'd push forward. So Giovanni has that ability to change things. Um, I think Rangers have got fantastic options. I think it's important to always have you know two players challenging each other for that position. And I think they're in a, they're in a good space. Maybe one more striker, mm. uh, and I think then I'd be quite comfortable in in going a, to a, then attack the season. You know, one more striker. I think Rangers need. And that striker could be Patrick Cutrone, who is at Wolves at the moment. Has played, hasn't played a whole lot of football with Wolves. He, he's been capped by Italy through, right through the age groups. One cap, mm-hmm. uh, one cap for the for the senior side. Um, and James, the producer, says, "Oh, come on, one cap." But yeah. actually, one cap for Italy proves that you've you've got yourself to a certain level. I think he's only twenty four, and, and yeah. uh, reports are telling telling us that it is between Rangers and Celta Vigo as to yeah. who gets him. And we're not sure whether that would be an actual site transfer mm-hmm. or whether it might be a loan. Yeah, but you know, maybe you can. People can debate in terms of the one cap, and I agree. You know, the Italian national side—they're they're normally very, very good sides that have won a lot of trophies. There's another clue that. You know, Wolves paid sixteen million pound mm. to AC Milan yeah. um, for for him to come first across. And the, and the very fact that he's been at Milan in the first place, <laughs> yeah. you know. So yeah. the, clearly, the 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 player has a bit of ability. Whether or not it ends up being a being a done deal, but again, it kind of just goes to what what I kind of feel. Morelos coming back from an injury, I have no doubt he'll come back and have a have a, a really good season. Rob, Roof's had his injuries, hasn't he? Mm. Um, you know, Sakali you can put there, but he's not really that that striker. Obviously, Cholak has has come in, and I'm sure will will do well. But I think with the amount of games and the scheduling this season for Rangers, I think another striker uh, would be good business. Does the fact that Morelos is coming back after injury and he isn't quite ready mm-hmm. uh, does that make you think he's going to be with Rangers this season at, at least until at least until January anyway rather than a deal being done right now when he's not quite ready 100% yeah yeah 100% I, I mean I don't think anybody would be willing to take um, a risk on the back of an injury it's not a serious injury Morelos will be absolutely fine Rob um, but I've always felt that there's there's obviously speculation all the time uh, I would like to see him re-sign uh, at Rangers because I can believe I believe that he's happy. I believe he can go and score 25, 30 goals this season. And I do believe, and people might laugh at it, that his value then would go up to 20 million again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's, what, how old? I mean, is he 25? 25, 24, yeah. 25. Yeah. And, and look, and again, people can argue about the the quality or, you know, or he's, he's not a great striker. Forget that. Mm. You're banging in 25, 30 goals a season, right? The market will dictate in terms of if, if that was a move to the Premiership, it's 15 to 20 million pounds for that type of player. Mm-hmm. What would be really interesting would be if Rangers can qualify for the Champions League and he's still there. Yeah. It would be really, I mean, he, because he's proved that yeah, he can yeah. score goals at Europa League level. Yeah. Could he do it at Champions League level? Yeah, well, again, I mean, until we actually see that, mm. it's like, I mean, I believe he can. Yeah. I, I think that the, the, the European football is suited you know he's the type of player that doesn't necessarily Rob need to be involved in every single action but you know when it gets around about that box he's going to make a handful of himself he's going to be a use uh, you know he's going to be a pain in the bottom but he gets on the end of things he's got that confidence he makes defenders a little bit nervy I think that that can translate to the Champions League 
Thanks for saying pain in the bottom. Wondered where you were going there yeah, yeah, no. uh, with that one. Rangers against Celtic this season. It's fascinating, isn't it? It's fascinating to compare uh, what they've done in the transfer market. It doesn't seem as if there's a whole lot between the, the quality of the two squads at the moment. It is going to be some campaign coming up and it all starts, of course, uh, a week tomorrow. It's uh, League Cup. Uh, tomorrow, the end of the group stages. Um, you've been... You you watched that interview with uh, Joe Savage, yes. Heart Sporting Director. He was talking about a challenge to to Celtic and Rangers for the title. I think I think most people um, wouldn't take that too seriously, to be honest. I mean, yes, be ambitious, mm-hmm. but also a, a touch of realism is handy as well, is it not? Yeah, look, a, t- a tough interview. Look, you got to um, you know, I mean, Joe's obviously been brave in terms of you know the club that they want to head into a certain direction. Uh, you know, come up from the championship secure third place, get to a cup final. Obviously, got some runs on the board in terms of the players that they would like to be able to continue to attract at the football club. You know, he touches on himself, he touches on it in regards to closing the gap, you know, but winning the title Mm. for me outside of Rangers Celtic is a long way off. If actually it can ever happen, uh, well... I'm saying, I'm saying ever. That's long. That's that's long. That's a that's a big, a big. Yeah, you know. But yeah. you know what I'm saying. In the, in the, near, too in much, the near, in the near future, future yeah. there's just too much, Rob. In terms of the depth of of the squads, in terms of the mentality, uh, to be able to continue and go and you know, win game after game after game. That pressure day in day out. There'd be there'd have to be some serious changes at the at the chasing clubs, you know, the Hearts, uh, you know, Hibs, Aberdeen, mm. and, and these kind of things, and we haven't seen it for for forty odd years. I think what Hearts could well do this season is potentially stretch even further clear of the rest. Yeah, um, and they they had a really strong hold on third place last season. I mean, they they must have secured that effectively very early, early. in the season, where where normally you expect a bit of competition for for that position. Yeah, and then and also you so you look at the end of every season. So Hearts were 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 clear third, and and you know a long way out. That that was already locked away, Rob. And then you start to already look at the new season, and you know who can who can show that improvement. Now you'd like to think that Aberdeen are going to be able to improve. Mm. Time will tell. Uh, you know, but Jim Goodwin obviously trying to put his own stamp on the team. Need to start well. Hibs are showing no signs of of improvement in the early stages. Of this season, it's been an absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, start from in the in the in the cup, um, you know, and then uh, the, the, like there's the teams that are finishing the bottom six. Then they're, they're not getting the results necessarily in, no. in the cup competition. No. That pressure becomes immediate. Yeah, it really does. So Hearts have got every chance of being able to kick on and and be a, a clear third because there's nobody jumping out the pack. I've interviewed uh, Lee Johnson twice this season, both times after uh, shock defeats. One at Falkirk and one the other night at Easter Road against Morton where they lost mm. on penalties. Uh, but it's not just going wrong on the pitch for them, it's off the pitch as well at the moment. Hibbs with uh, Rocky Bushiri playing uh, in that game against Morton the other night where he shouldn't have been because he was suspended. He did a couple of yellow cards. I mean, it's it's incredible. I mean, Hibbs have kind of held their hand up and said it was pretty much incompetent in terms of what happened off the pitch. And, when it's sloppy off the pitch, it can be sloppy on the pitch as well, can't it? Yep. Uh, look, unfortunately, I mean, th- these are these are the small details, Rob, um, and they're they're costly, um, as this is this situation has, has proven. I mean, I, I believe this is the same player that that maybe got a trigger uh, to to mm. his his deal um, that was unknown to the club at the time. Uh, so again, that, that's that's preparation, that's doing your work properly. Um, 
and if it's not being done at that level, what's being acceptable, you know, below that, uh, it, it for me just seems a little bit messy still at the moment. This is a club that's got a recent record of getting to semi-finals and finals regularly of the cup competitions. Now that's one trophy gone already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and look, I mean, kind of you still I still scratch my head a little bit in terms of the the departure of Jack Ross. Yeah, I, th- I think Ron Gordon possibly scratching his you, head about you know, it as well. And, yeah. and you look when 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 Jack was there, there was a there was a there was a structure, there was an organisation about about the football club. Um, you know, he presented not only his team but for the club in, in in the right way. And I'm not saying these, you know, Maloney and and now uh, Lee uh, don't present themselves in the right way, but it just seems as if there's there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, and it just seems a little bit um, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, in, yeah. the, in the background. Yeah. And Jack Ross will take a whole lot of satisfaction this season if Dundee United finish above Hibs in the table. And he is making uh, some pretty impressive uh, signings of late Dylan Levitt back at the club. And of course, Stephen Fletcher, the former Scotland striker, is there as well. Looks like he's building something pretty impressive at Tanadice. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, go! Craig Moore and Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show on a Friday. I uh, hope you're going to have a good weekend. Uh, it's the League Cup group stages coming to a close tomorrow. Then, next Saturday, you'll be well aware, it is the start of the SPFL Premiership season. Uh, as Rangers look to be closing in on another signing, uh, Reid Van Yilmaz from Bajiktas, the 21-year-old left-back, Sounds like that deal is going to get done at about €6 million Euros with a 20% sell-on clause. Um, at the same time, on the other side of the back four, potentially James Tavernier um, is ready to sign an extended deal at Rangers and uh, will take him, you would imagine, into double figures years at the club. They kick off their league campaign uh, looking to get the title back starting at Ammonville against Livingston. I wonder if wonder if Lee Griffiths yeah. <laughs> might be lining up in that game. I don't think so uh, if the noises are, are accurate at the moment. He is training uh, with Davy Martindale's uh, team. No contract on offer at the moment. And you just wonder what the future holds for former Scotland striker Lee Griffiths. Yeah, look, it, it seems as if, unfortunately, it's getting harder and harder to to try and secure something. You know, Lee, uh, he, when you drop down the levels like he did last season in Falkirk, you really need to, I think, shine and, and, and do extremely well to then find your way back in, Rob, to get that mm. opportunity. Uh, look, there's no doubting Lee Griffiths, uh, a fantastic player, has had a wonderful career, um, scored some very, very important goals. But it, yeah, it does. It doesn't look great uh, for him, and I, you know, I just feel as if the longer the longer it goes, the, the less opportunities there are really. And then, you know, you want to go out with some kind of dignity as well in terms of the the player that you've been in the career that you've had. You just can't help thinking that uh, for for one club, for some club somewhere. Uh, a little short-term deal, get him fit, get him ready. You know, he he, can, he, he doesn't need to be running, running about too much, but yeah. and he can still score goals. Anyway, we shall find out how that one uh, pans out. Livingston against Rangers on the opening day in the Cinch Premiership. Hearts against Ross County at Tynecastle. Uh, could be interesting at Tynecastle. Malky Mackay has uh, rung the changes at Ross County. Brought in a fair bit of talent last time around. 
Uh, some of it has moved on, of course. Uh, Hearts uh, preparing for a guaranteed eight games in Europe, apart from uh, their domestic campaign. Kilmarnock against Dundee United. Uh, two smart managers there. Derek McInnes um, has added significantly to the squad at Rugby Park. Uh, and of course, we were. Well, I was touching earlier on, Craig, on the fact that Jack Ross at Dundee United, mm. who will have something to prove, I think, back yeah. in the back in the Premiership, maybe, and he'll he'll be de- he'll really desperately want he won't say this, I'm sure, or admit it, yeah. but he'll want to prove him wrong that they made yeah. the wrong call to get rid of him. Stephen Fletcher, Dylan Levitt, Craig Sibold, um, Birigiti, the Australian Aussie goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I think you know Jack's always been very good in the market. He'd be excited that he's back in. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity. Dundee United uh, performed extremely well last season. Um, they seem to be a club that uh, there is that stability there in terms of playing group now and, and, and being able to add to it. Bira, as I know well, Bira Giddy, the Australian keeper. So he'll give him a good base. He's a very, very good goalkeeper. Some glove, gloves to fill. Uh, Benji Seagreese yes. was terrific. Yeah, he was. He was. But I, I think Dundee United fans will, will uh, like uh, Bira Giddy. He'll make big saves. Um, his distribution is decent. He's a good character. Uh, he'll, he'll leave it all out there. So I think the, the, the Dundee United supporters will like him. But yeah, Jack Ross, look, you always want to prove yourself. Um, mm. And, and there's, there, there's always motivation, Rob, coming from somewhere. Um, I think, you know, you know, Jack hasn't maybe spoken too much about the, the situation at, at Hibs, but I think majority of people felt as if he was extremely hard done by. This is his opportunity back in to go show what he can do. And I think he'll continue... Uh, to do extremely well for Dundee United. St Johnston against Hibs on the opening day. We've spoken uh, plenty uh, about uh, Hibs. Uh, Ron Gordon's been having a go about the scheduling. Uh, Hibs are complaining about everything at the moment. I think their fans are complaining about what's happening on the pitch or not happening (laughs) on the pitch. But we talk about Lee Johnson. Of course, it's far too early to to, to be thinking about pulling the trigger four League Cup games in. But then uh, Sean Maloney only got 15 more games than that. Uh, And on the other side of the fence... Callum Davidson's under a little bit of pressure already. You would think off the back of that great escape last season and already in the League Cup, they lost uh, on penalties to Annan, lost on penalties to Queen of the South, beat Elgin 4-2. They were 4-0 up, mm. lost a couple of goals in that game as well. It's a, an inauspicious start to the season and um, and you're not going to get the bullet based on what's happened in these League Cup group games it can kick on into the league campaign as well, can't it? Yeah, it's been a tough, been a tough year for St Johnston on the back of the the double cup success. Um, you know that you got players that, um, you know, at the start of last season had moved on because probably want to rewarded. Therefore, St Johnston weren't able to do that. They lost a couple of players. This season's a real test. It was Xander Clark. It was mm. big. It was big for them. Um, a goalkeeper is so important to any team. One that can can give you that stability, that make the big saves. Um, that for me is going to be really important that St Johnson can get that right. And he's the guy you associate very closely with their double cup success the the season before. Uh, on the Sunday, two games: uh, Saint Mirren against Motherwell. We spoke with Motherwell. Stephen was on uh, earlier on in the show, uh, bemoaning the performance. Not too happy with the manager either. Um, but Saint Mirren are hardly flying either. Um, in terms of their start to the season, lost at home to our broth in the League Cup, beat Cowdenbeath, uh, as you would expect they would, then lost 2-0 at Airdrie. Airdrie. So 
he got off to a shaky start, did Stephen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you just wonder how much time the St Mirren fans will give him unless they make a convincing start in the league. You need to you need to start well, and and again, unfortunately, with the the league cup rubbers you touch on these these kind of dodgy results against smaller. Uh, teams I guess in lower divisions they do put pressure on you mm. there's no doubt about that so you've got to start the season well look Stephen Robinson's shown um, you know that the type of manager is the type of football that he wants to play it's it's so important that he gets the right players in um, which he's still trying to do uh, and I and I think he'll I think he'll do well I think he'll do well but the the time the timing and getting that run of performances it needs to start in pre-season that hasn't been there for him you know maybe been a few niggles a few players that have come in a little bit later than what he would have liked. Keanu Bacchus being one of them, the Australian lad. Um, but I think he'll be fine, mate. I think he'll be fine. It's that scary moment where we're about to hear from Ange Postacoglu and we look up in the studio and he's on the screen uh, beaming out at us from Lennox Town. Uh, <clears throat> it is Celtic against Aberdeen uh, on the opening weekend. That's the Sunday match in the East End of Glasgow. I heard from earlier on talking about recruitment. Uh, and that includes, of course, uh, kneeling down uh, the three players, including Maeda, Jota, Carter Vickers, who were on, were on loan. They're now a permanent part of the Celtic squad. So we knew sort of you know, what we needed. And as you said, part of that process was you know making players like Jota and, and Cameron uh, sort of permanent members of our squad because we feel like it's not just because they, they were good last year it's because we think they're a good investment for us you know we think the best football is still ahead of them obviously um, they're still young relatively young in age so <clears throat> important to get them back in and then also like I said just filling some gaps that I felt we had in the squad last year the, the, the areas we got stretched in you know we had some significant injuries was because we just didn't have the, the quality and depth that we needed and, and we're, we've looked to try and address that this year I'm interested to know what you think Craig about the central defence at Celtic next season obviously it was Carter Vickers and Starfelt mm-hmm. uh, Starfelt improved certainly yeah. uh, as the season went on the numbers were, were very good for, for Celtic defensively mm-hmm. they've just signed Moritz Jens German mm-hmm. uh, on loan from Lorient I yeah. just wonder if he's going to threaten um, to get into that Celtic defence I, I definitely Feel as if that's a real possibility. Carter Vickers was was the one that you know. Mm. I think you know, week in week out, you kind of knew was going to play, staying fit and healthy, and uh, he was he was solid. Uh, Starfield obviously had a bit of a shaky start. He does have experience though, and did seem to grow into to the role. Rob picked up a little bit of an injury, uh, but you would think that that the Moritz would be challenging Starfield to try and get into that starting eleven. Yeah, and he looks like, I haven't seen too much of him playing, but he looks like a big unit and, and maybe a bit more bulk size. I mean, Ange said right at the top of the show he wants the squad to be more robust, yeah. so so maybe a bigger figure, a more domineering type of centre-back is is what we're going to see. Yeah, as long as as long as long there's good speed, uh, because yeah. against Celtic, you know, he domestically dominating most games, so you've got to defend high up the pitch, which means you've got to be able to get back into good early positions. So I'm sure that's the case, otherwise he wouldn't have brought him in. What about any more business? It's fair to say we'll still be active. Um, whether we get deals done, we'll see. It has to be the right ones. Uh, but I think we'll still be active. Um, you know, we expect some some comings and goings. You know, I assume over the next two three weeks. You know, while the window's open. So, um, you know, without putting any certainty around it, I'd, I'd, I'd say we'll still be you know alert and, and ready to go um, if the right solution comes. I think about Celtic is they're in a great starting position, aren't yeah. they? Because of the fifteen that he signed in twelve months, the yeah. first the first twelve months, most of them were hits. 
Uh, not too many misses. No. Um, and, and all he's doing here is just upping the quality factor, I guess. Yeah, and look, I don't think that there'll be any more business um, at Celtic unless the like, maybe a Yeti, if, he, if they manage to get a Yeti out the door. Mikey Johnson, I believe, probably needs to be playing first-team football somewhere, so maybe there's some opportunities elsewhere uh, for, for a player like that. If that was to happen, Rob, then I'm sure they'll be ready to maybe do something else. And just finally, it does sound uh, as if that deal's going to get it done, doesn't it? Uh, plenty of detail on Ridvan Yilmaz, €6 million Euros, uh, from Bejiktas to Rangers. I, I would imagine look out for that one in the next little while. Yep, yeah. and like I said, at a very good age, Rob, 21 years of age. It's a lot of money to spend on a young player, um, so there's obviously a high opinion of the lad. Craig, thanks a lot. Good to hear from you Cheers. as ever on a variety of subjects. Uh, that's it from the Go Radio Football Show for this week. We're back on Monday. Have a great weekend. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Service your existing car with us right now and it's worth £500 off your next car. Yes, at Macklin Motors Toyota, we'll give you a £500 voucher off any of our brand new Toyotas when you book in for a service with our expert Toyota trained technicians. We even have complimentary courtesy cars available. So book your service now and get £500 off any new Toyota. Visit macklinmotors.co.uk or see us at Kennishead Road, Darnley. Macklin Motors, the new name for Toyota sales and servicing in Glasgow. Valid on services till 30th September. Excludes motability and fleet customers. One £500 voucher per vehicle purchased by 31st December.